You're listening to Life in the Faust Lane. My wonderful friends and I are here to share some wisdom, make you laugh, and of course, shatter all of those toxic cultural norms. So buckle up tight, because you're about to enter the Faust Lane. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Life in the Faust Lane. This is your girl, Mary. I have a disclaimer to my listeners for this episode yet again. (laughs) Just reminding that this is a very private and personal topic for me. Um, This is information that I'm not sharing lightly. And so I just ask that if you're going to continue to listen to this episode, that you're here with an open mind and an open heart. And to anyone who has stopped by to be a little nosy, if there's judgment in your heart, I kindly ask you to please stop listening. So with that being said, please enjoy this episode. And today I am joined by a very special guest and a very close friend of mine, Jill Saganario. Did I say that right? You did say it right. (laughs) After moments, (laughs) after asking you, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Yay. Thank you. Yes. And we are continuing the saga of talking about dating, (laughs) which I say with um, obviously glee and joy in my voice, if you can't tell. Yeah. Eyebrow raised. (laughs) So I'm really glad you're joining me. Jill and I have been friends for many years and we've both been kind of on this dating journey as of late. And it's been fun sharing our kind of stories and experiences back and forth. So I just figured we might as well record it for the entire planet to hear. (laughs) No, uh, you know, not trying to make you nervous or anything, but the entire planet's going to listen to this, Jill. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Not sweating. No it's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got our bullet points. Here we go. I want to start with the um, topic of online dating. I only dabbled into that topic in the last episode, but I just, I think it's, uh, it's worth chatting about because there are some interesting um, things that I've run into and I know there's interesting things you have run into. Um, So let's like start by just saying some of the things we like and and don't like about this online dating business. And also like, I think you've probably online dated a little bit more than I have. And like, have you noticed a difference between pre-pandemic online dating and (laughs) post-pandemic online dating? You know, it's, it's funny. It was like two apples and oranges because when I dated pre-pandemic, you know, I was, it was within the context of a uh, uh, marriage. And so mm-hmm. I was dating while being married. And so it was just a totally different thing entirely. But now like what I've noticed is the hardest thing is how much negotiation you needed to do during the pandemic. Like, you know, even before you meet somebody, it's like, what's your mask thing? And, you know, how do you feel about like just taking a walk around the park? And, you know, it just, it ended up feeling a lot more like 
rot, overwrought, maybe. Yeah. That? Yes. And I was even like noticing recently that like, yeah, it's so many more it just it's crazy because it's like I'm you know vaccinated. I hope you're vaccinated. I don't care if you're vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated. And it's just like, ah, this is a whole different, you know, maybe pre-pandemic, you would have gone out on a date with that person. But like in the pandemic, it's like, oh no, you're not vaccinated and I am. Mm-mm, we're not going out. <laughs> so I don't know. Gosh, it's just like more, more things to add, you know, to like. But it's more pressure. It's more pressure. And yeah. it's more pressure at the beginning too, where it's like, you know, we're all out here just kind of bumbling around trying to figure out whether we want to, uh, whether we spend time with someone that we enjoy. But yes. Even before you figure that out, there needs to be like this whole host of things that we talk about. And that can just be, I don't know, really buzzkill. Yeah. Yes. And like, I just want to for a second <laughs> talk about like some of the profiles I have come across that drive me nuts on online dating apps. And now I am only searching for men at this point. I, I, I've dabbled into married couples, but like mostly I consider myself straight. Um, so I'm talking men here. Their profiles can be quite interesting. <laughs> <And> <laughs> one thing that drives me nuts is like um, no bio. Okay. So I'm supposed oh, yeah. to just look at your pictures and <laughs> swipe on you based on the way you look. Uh, another thing that drives me nuts is when every single picture is a group of people. <laughs> <laughs> have you encountered that usually I, there's at least one where you're like I have encountered it I have encountered it I have it's like wait a second am I so but like you know you'll see like a weird like arrow <laughs> pointing to the head of the person whose dating profile it is um so then I now I have to zoom in on you yeah, um, from, you know, a thousand feet away. And then you're like, hold on, let me get out my monocle. Yes. Another thing that drives me nuts is when they put in their bio, I rarely swipe right. Like I've oh, seen wow. that many times. Good for you. I rarely. So I'm supposed to feel extra special if we match. <laughs> okay. But just for, just for shits and giggles purposes, I took a screenshot of someone's bio today um because Ooh, it kind of yeah it kind of has everything i hate about bios in one bio thank you sir <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that a lot of men will put like like this bio starts with dad joke teller have you noticed mm. that dad jokes people put that in their bio all the time and i don't even know what they're telling me like anyways you know what that means though like bad corny jokes right yeah yeah but like i don't know such a bad thing i don't know (laughs) my my personal pet peeve is when people only list the things that they that are that they don't want ah yes 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 negativity or just like you know you know i look like my pictures you should too yeah. Like, sir, who hurt you? Yes, exactly. What date did you go on where? I know. Okay. Well, let's get 
we'll let him slide with the dad joke thing then because i get it they're just trying to say like i'm funny i'll try and be funny um okay but it says i ain't no pirate but i'm here for your booty oh wow oh my god the sexiest words ever written and then after that it says buy me tacos and i'll touch your butt (laughs) okay yes so a little tacos is like immediately like eye roll. Any mention of tacos. Yes. Like okay. We get it. You're in California. Right. Like everyone eats tacos all the time. Like oh yeah. And that's that's right. You're dating in Seattle. I'm dating in California. Oh my God. Out here. So many bios talk about tacos. I swear to God. Powerlifting. Everyone out here does kind of the same shit anyways there that's a glimpse into online dating for anyone who isn't doing it (laughs) um but you know then you'll find a normal bio one in every like thousand (laughs) (laughs) i don't get a lot of power lifters definitely a lot of hikers out here but taco seems to be the 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 glue that holds all men together apparently (laughs) like who doesn't love tacos that's why i don't think it needs to be on there like you love that's like saying well you people- love travel yes yeah, it's like oh i like going places that isn't my home i'm gonna yeah go you i'm gonna put <laughs> i love oxygen <laughs> i love breathing um anyways but online dating this is also another thing i've noticed about it it kind of makes me feel icky sometimes and it has like an addictive essence to it do you feel that way sometimes you're like getting that dopamine rush you know of like oh this you know this person wants to talk to me and then I want to talk to them and then we you know it's like the 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 new possibility of this like future person that we could be perfect for each other or it could fizzle out within like 15 minutes you know right and like if no one's in your inbox and you're just swiping kind of looking for a right swipe sometimes i can feel like a drug addict just kind of like someone to right swipe like why why a thousand left swipes and no right swipe and then it's like i don't know i'll just kind of feel like let me just right swipe one person before i get off the app but that can take hours you know like (laughs) to to swipe through but anyways So I really have tried to find um, balance. It's hard. Usually the balance consists of me just deleting them all together and taking like a week off or something. It's, it's, it's hard. I don't know. I don't know if they're, I mean, they're obviously, especially still kind of at the tail end of this pandemic, like the way, the easiest way to go on dates, the old organic way, you know, is kind of a thing of the past i mean unless i don't know yeah i mean when was the last time you actually like went to a bar and (laughs) talked to somebody yeah like a a stranger like i'm not gonna do that no and and oh maybe like the pandemic has made that even harder that like people were holed up in their houses for so long that like any social skills we did have i don't know it just seems like it's kind of a if you want to date you gotta get on some app and just as with everything you I guess you just have to find 
the balance. Cause if I start to feel icky and I start to feel like, you know, I've been on this way too, you know, long today, um, then that's my own personal, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you, you and I have talked about this like a, a while ago, I was feeling just like all that swiping was giving me, I don't know, like it was starting to feel like a homework assignment, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and just like lack of good conversation partners and just like this lack of like interesting people. It, it can really like degrade your, I don't know, positive outlook. You know, you just like keep putting yourself out there and then finding people who aren't interesting or finding people where you don't really connect. Yeah. And then it can start to seep into your brain. Like, well, there's nobody out there who's interesting or I would connect with, and I'm never going to find somebody. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, it's such a, it's such a world that dating app. And like, I've even been on them now long enough that guys I've dated and it ended horrifically. Um, (laughs) I see them back on there. That crushed my soul actually recently. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Jill. I'm obviously not yeah. going to say any names, but um, starts with a J. That guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, okay. he specifically told me time and time and again, you know, basically, I just want your vagina and I don't want any kind of connection with you. And that was like, I don't know why it took like four times for me to have that message like, Oh, Oh, and then leave the idiot. But, um, the, what crushed me is that I saw him on a dating app recently. And it said like, I'm looking for connection. And I'm just like, so you just didn't want it with me, which, okay. Yes. I know my situation is different because I am married, but like, I just, and then in my mind, I'm like, he's lying. He's just trying to lure girls in anyways but that's the like that's why i hate them too because it's like then you can see x's on there and i don't know but whatever it's about yeah how did you see him did you did you like unmatch with him and then he comes up again it was a it was a different app oh it was a different app app. it was actually the polyamorous app so he's like on this is why I got so flustered. Cause it's like, wait, dude, we had great chemistry. We had great sex. We had great laughs. We had everything. Like, that's why I was so like gung ho about it. And then just to be told time and time again, I don't want to, I don't want anything from you, even though anyways, so then to see him on the app and be like looking, saying that he's looking for connection just very confusing to me but what I realized is like that's just my ego wanting to be like and and I'm a big girl and you know he's he's who he is men are men can be confusing (laughs) and it sounds like you know you're kind of looking for things to be upset about yeah yes I mean with him in particular I think you know, what is he going to do? Be honest about what he's looking for. He doesn't even know what he's looking for. He wants, you know, just to fuck people. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to get very far with that. Although I have seen that, you know, and like more power to you. Just be like, I'm out here for the boning. 
Yeah. It, it just makes me wonder, like, because I've even had guys who, when we've broken things off, they're like, I have met girls. I have had girls in my life who are fine just having sex and that's it. And like, in my mind, I'm just thinking like, what kind of girls are those? <laughs> like, I want to, can I shake their hands? Cause I remember when I was younger, I used to pretend that I was okay with it, but inside I was dying. You know what I mean? So like, mm. I just, it makes me wonder, are there females out there who are capable of just having, and, and, and I'm sure there are, it's just, it baffles my little emotional um, brain. So, yeah, and maybe you were never like that. And maybe some people were like that for a short period of time. And I don't know. I mean, I think that once you really have kind of an emotional connection and sex with that person, um, it can be really hard to go back to emotionless sex. Yeah. Emotionless sex. I don't even, what? I just can't even, I can't picture that. Like, kissing in and of itself gives me all the emotions you know so i don't know p to v for sure i'm in love with you now <laughs> just kidding you're That's... an emotional person mary i know i know we fault um <laughs> balance 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 all right well good this will segue us to like yeah what should we be feeling and what is the spark i like that you added that in there and and I looked this up. <laughs> you did. Do you want to you want to read a dictionary definition of it? <laughs> it yes, I do because this is very interesting. I'm gonna read this quickly because I and I when I read it I was like oh fuck fuck. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What what the fuck is that spark we feel with people? Okay, when you're feeling sparks with someone you have recently started seeing, there's an adrenaline rush that often feels thrilling yes we can all agree to that your heart might be might beat fast you may experience shortness of breath you may feel butterflies in your stomach these are the same types of physical responses that you would experience if you detected a threat in your environment mm. Mm. <laughs> yes i have something to say about this okay good i'm almost done because this part this part is is the juice. When these types of physical responses occur in a dating context, they may be incorrectly interpreted as romantic attraction, a phenomenon referred to as misattribution of arousal. Research has demonstrated that a heightened level of anxiety in the moment may cause someone to feel more attracted to a potential partner than they would have otherwise. And then look here. Our subconscious minds are primed, primed to be drawn to what is familiar to us. So when we meet someone who reminds us of a person from our past, we may feel a magnetic pull to be with them, a sense that we've known them forever. Yes. Oh my God. There's so much to unpack here. This is yes. why I think it's like, first of all, like the spark, I feel like everybody is looking for that, but nobody really knows what they mean when yeah. they say that that's what they're looking for and I've been in situations where I'm trying to like let things build on a more natural like timeline and you know the other person is is wanting this like big explosion of fireworks and chemistry and 
thinking back on it in my own experience, when I've felt that a big explosion of fireworks and chemistry, it's often a bad thing. Like not, you know, it's, I feel that way for somebody who doesn't feel that way back. I feel that way because I'm unsure about, you know, whether they um, feel the same way to me. And so I'm always feeling on edge or I feel that way about somebody who reminds me from some, you know, of somebody from my past, like they were saying, and, you know, it's not usually somebody good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, you almost want to redo, right? It's like, yeah. Like, is that it that we want? They remind us of someone from the past that wasn't good. So it's like, I want to redo. I want this one to actually like work out and heal that wound. I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe that's subconsciously what's happening. And also there's just like this primal, like, feeling that it that we are drawn to the people who hurt who have hurt us in the past because it does feel familiar because you know unconsciously or consciously we feel like we deserved that or you know that it's comfortable because we know what to expect yeah but then it's like what the fuck do we do about that because I can't swipe on someone I'm not attracted to sometimes I'll even read someone's bio and be like oh wow this is like the perfect person by the bio and then I look at the picture and I'm like I would never sit on his face (laughs) 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 so like but do I know that maybe in person he has like a vibe and an energy that you know what I'm saying so sometimes when I when I swipe left on people I feel like this is why online dating feels so weird because it's like, we're literally just going off of what our little visual eyeballs are looking at and what they're used to. You know, I have a type of man and yeah, it's, yeah, but I mean, is that type always, is it always 100% of the time your type? I mean, haven't you ever, you know, gotten to know somebody that you didn't think was very attractive at first, but because you got to know them like as a friend and then your relationship got deeper and you became more like connected, then you started to see them as attractive. Has that ever happened? Yeah. Yes, totally. And that's what I mean. The dating app almost doesn't allow for that because I don't, I personally, it's hard for me to swipe on someone that I don't I hate to say this, but like my kinky self, honestly, I I look at the pictures and I think, would I sit on that cute face? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe, oh, look, maybe we're like really doing some therapy for me here. Um, (laughs) That shouldn't, that shouldn't be my criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but hmm, I mean, well, it depends on what you're looking for. Right. Cause I mean, yeah. if you're out there to sit on somebody's face, then like that, <laughs> that should be the first thing that you think of. But if you really want like, you know, connection and, you know, not in, in the J type connection, but, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> if you want a real connection and like, you know, a friendship and, and, a you know, a relationship with a capital R, yeah. then you have to kind of allow for the possibility that that attraction can be discovered after, you know, yeah. a couple dates at least. 
Yeah. If you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't feel the urge to kiss, then it's probably never going to happen. Right. Yeah. And like, definitely (laughs) that next bullet point of like dating in your twenties versus your thirties dating in my twenties was like, I would kiss the one I didn't want to kiss. I would. And like, I just don't have it in me anymore. Like I have to really like, like someone to be able to move forward physically but like you know in my 20s didn't have a proper boundaries or anything at that time um uh, yeah. neither of us neither right of us did i don't think anyone did unless they had like perfect pristine parents who like you oh, know, know got them ready for dating in 20s and good lord the mentally healthy people the like yes. three that are on the planet the three <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly um yeah I mean god so the spark ew it's kind of like we almost don't we but like it's it's so romantic and it's so like you know you see it in the movies and it's just like I want that spark but like now that I read that I was like wait it's a it's like it's my kind of primal yeah it is anxiety too isn't it like Ugh, it's when anxiety. you're it's often anxiety for me at least yeah it was same I wonder if that's because our attachment styles are on the anxious side and maybe like I don't know I don't know god the fuck I think it's that? true for anybody um yeah anxious or not yeah yeah exactly like that that fear it's because it's tied in with fear right yeah. and you're feeling like um, you know, whatever your, your deep, you know, problems are that you're like weaknesses. I don't, I don't, I shouldn't like refer to them as weaknesses, but you know, whatever your pain what, points are in yeah. your life, they can be exacerbated a million times over when you're trying to start dating. Yeah. It's such a vulnerable thing. It is vulnerable. Like even being on the apps and just chatting back and forth is vulnerable. Cause like, what are you looking for? What do you want? Like, that's, that's vulnerable. You're a stranger. I don't know if I'm actually going to like meet up with you in person, but here I am just sharing with you, like a part of myself. Yep. That's anxiety inducing. I'm feeling the anxiety. My palms are sweating right now. Just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Or somebody who like, says that they want one thing but then they show that they want another you know like like you said with your person the one who wanted the connection you know you felt like you had that connection you had like a deeper connection with that person yeah um but he did not uh ultimately did not want that or you know said that he did but then didn't actually or did he not just want it with you exactly and And I and then you run around just being like hyper activated all the time yeah and and even the last one that I was seeing it's like smooth talker you know he should have won an award for his smooth talking ways knowing exactly to say exactly what I wanted to hear and then kind of just stringing me along only to, to do the same thing. <laughs> just be like, I actually don't want to make any time 
you know, or make you feel special in any way. <laughs> like, so I don't know if there are dudes listening out there, like watch yourself and be clear. <laughs> Women like me, especially we're tender and it hurts when like, you think you met someone on a dating app. Okay. Dating. That means you're trying to date. You're like, go on a fucking app, go on Tinder and get yourself off all the other apps. Like don't be up in this world of dating and then lure girls in. Ugh. Anyways, clearly I have some resentments. <laughs> mm, yeah, which is reasonable. And I think that like dating, it brings up another point, like dating, what does it mean? Because I think you and I know what we want and are, we're out there, you know, like my marriage ended. So I'm looking for another partner. And so I'm out there like finding, you know, trying to find another partner to share my life with. But, you know, I think I, I know a lot of people who are just looking for, you know, short term thing. And like, I don't know, dating just means so such different things to different people. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of profiles that are like just looking for no strings attached fun. And then I, I'm just like, then that's not dating. Can that possibly be considered dating to start? But I mean, it's two people gathering together into a room. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> is that all like dating? Let's look up the definition of dating, Joe, while we're here. <laughs> all right. Miriam Webster says. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm on a sick one. I feel like actually because of these guys who have really like, you know, I say hurt me. I, I was an active participant in this. Um, but like, since then I've gotten like very, just my profile is very blunt. And then like read my fucking bio and don't match with me. If you don't like what's in my bio, even though dudes will still match with me. And then like, when I tell them I'm married, they're like, what? And I'm like, you didn't read, it's like, you didn't read my fucking bio. Um, But then even I put in there, like, I'm not going to be anyone's booty call. If you don't want love and connection, don't swipe. And then while we're chatting, like, I'll basically reiterate that to them. And then it like scares them off. So it's like, now I have to be like overly aggressive. I'm glad it's scaring them off. So I'm not wasting my time, but um, okay. Dating. That's not. It's not in the dictionary. <laughs> nope, doesn't exist. That word does not exist. The other scary thing to me is let's look at what are the consistent traits that of the people that we end up dating. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like we might not, you know, we might not be explicitly hurt by people that we are dating. Um especially if it's, you know, very short term, but like, what are the, what are the reasons why we always separate? What are those consistent things? Like, it sounds like you're drawn to avoidant, (laughs) (laughs) avoidant people. You're drawn to people who are like the fuck boy, right? Ah, the fuck boy. Yeah. I was going to, I wanted to entitle one of these episodes, the evolution of the fuck boy, because like, (laughs) where do they come from? Um, yes, those are who I attract. And then in the last episode with my friend, Justine, we talked about how I tend to, I've been dating these young guys younger than me. And it's like, 
it's almost like a subconscious thing that I, I, in high school, you know, I've, I went through many just like awful dudes who same, that same pattern. I accepted sex when I wanted love, but I was convinced that I could get them to love me eventually. And so I'm still attracting these like high school-esque energy dudes. Doesn't matter how old they are age-wise. Dudes, you know, they don't all mature. And so like that essence of kind of high school boy who doesn't, you know, did boys in high school know how to love <laughs> like a girl, <laughs> love a woman? Like, and so this is what it feels like to me is that these are just boys. I'm attracting hot boys, of course. Um, <laughs> they have to be hot. Um, and then they just don't have the capacity to love, even if they like, you know, cause they'll always say like, you're so sweet and you're so this and you're so everything. And I, I don't want to hurt you. Those are the classic words mm. I get when they're ready to let me go. It's just that I'm going to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. And it's like, Oh yes. I, I have heard that too before. And, um, and it's like, then don't, you know, <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why don't you just put some effort into just not that last guy that last guy said that I don't want to hurt you and I was like but all I'm asking is that you set time aside for me like once every two weeks like that's how you would not be hurting me and it's just like you know just I don't know it's it's very confusing to me you just want that pussy you just want it to show up when you call for it and then you want it to leave when you're done with it. That is so like animalistic damaging. and damaging. Yeah. And, it, and for a gal like me, it makes me feel so empty and, and used. I hate yeah. feeling used. Ugh. Oh, of course. And I think you know, the worst part for that particular person was that he said that he didn't want that because you guys had talked about Yes. You, you talked about specifically what you were into, what you wanted from each other, you know? Yes. And it's like, he still just wanted, I don't know. This is why I'm so confused and why I'm so scared to even go out on another date at this point, because it's like, well, I've been tricked. I've been tricked because these dudes come at me fully aware of my needs saying that, you know, I want connection. I want love. And then they use all their good, smooth talking words to get me to go, Oh, okay. He does too. Here's my panties coming off. Like, and then, <laughs> right. and then it's like, and this is another thing we talked about in the episode yesterday is like, I'm doing things backwards. I got to start like, uh, stop taking the panties off <laughs> and really like understand that you know, John kind of said it perfectly. He's like, you know, these guys, they say what you want to hear and that's great. And he's like, but it's their actions you need to be paying attention to. And so like, I know now that I need to really be watching someone's actions before they even get into the heavenly portal, you know, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. my vagina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think John has it exactly right. I mean, like, and I'm not out here saying like all dudes are trash and I hate dating and blah, blah, blah. Like I actually really like dating 
And I really like meeting new people. I know you do too. Mm. And, you know, I think that the vast majority of people that I meet are not intending to go around treating people terribly. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, it has turned us by just dint of like the whole, what is required of a woman dating. It has turned us into these like inspector gadget, like, you know, magnifying glass up to the eye, always (laughs) looking for the, um, always looking for the thing that they are not saying. Yeah. God. And like, it must be, well, I mean, I, I think it's, it's pretty much like a a known fact that it's much easier for women to get dick than it is for dudes to get pussy. So like, (laughs) it just must be like a, a part of evolution that men have like learned to do whatever it takes to get the pussy. I don't know, Jill. I don't know. Or they just were never taught like any sort of amount of self-awareness and like really yeah. Yeah. try to look at themselves and figure out like, what am I doing? Yeah. How, if I'm worried that I might hurt you, what are the steps that I could take to not treat you like shit? Yeah. These are questions <laughs> that you could ask yourself. Yes. Look at that. Whoa. Self, uh, self inquiry. What? Not just dick inquiry. It's like, (laughs) it's wild. I mean, the the expectation is just too high. God. Uh, Yeah. I mean, a man who is self-aware that really is hot. And that's what I'm like, how can I find, like, how can I pinpoint that from a dating perspective? profile if this guy is self-aware and I don't know I think it's just I know that I've got work to do on my like inner teenager you know to stop attracting those boys who I want to like I want a better version of what happened to me back then I want a better version now but that's not going to happen it's just going to keep playing out the same scenario and so like I know this is my responsibility to be self-aware and to know that like when I get those red flags even if he's so cute I want to sit on his face (laughs) (laughs) just like trust trust that that red flag is there and that like you know I may not logically know why to not move forward with this guy but like if I feel it in my gut I think that's where like, you know, our own self-love, because when I don't feel self-love, I'm going to go get it from the, you know, garbage pail kids. I will. I'll go look. (laughs) Um, So that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I'm like building a better foundation to then attract like some healthier men, men, no more boys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need the man. You need the adult person who is willing to do the work too, the self-work, you know? I have seen this a lot. I don't know if you have, um, and I'm kind of into it. Um, I've seen like a lot of men put on their profiles that they are, that they require of me to be in therapy or have been in therapy. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. God, I wish I, I... I wish, but that's what we talked about in the previous episode. Is that like therapy people? <laughs> it's like 
learn about yourself. That's so vital as adults that we just like start to go, oh yeah, huh, I do do that, huh? No wonder I keep making girls cry or whatever. No wonder I keep making, you know, whatever. I do love that. If I saw that, I don't know. I may just, that may be the thing that makes me swipe even if I'm not like <laughs> visually stunned by him. Um yeah, I I do love that. Go to therapy. Do some kind of like caring about yourself, self help. Yeah, that's hot. We need we need to like keep encouraging that because when you start really working on yourself, you know, it's like the cliche. Like if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? You know, RuPaul. Yeah. RuPaul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> attribution, RuPaul. Um, but you know I do think that it's like it is hot to have somebody who's like working on themselves and really like being introspective and I think that like ultimately it's better for us too because if you are really examining how you treat yourself then you're hypothetically also examining how you're treating other people yeah and god what is the fear there like what is the fear of self-awareness maybe just well I know that as you start to learn about like because because it really has to be self-love mixed in there too because sometimes if we can just like be learning about ourselves and learning about our odd behaviors maybe the fear is that like we won't like ourselves or something. I don't know. I wonder what, cause I wanted to go to therapy when I was like 15. I was so like ready for <laughs> like, I've always been ready and willing to like learn about myself, learn about other people, learn how we function and work. But, but yeah, I, like my brother is a perfect example of someone who's so op- not opposed to therapy, but just like he hasn't done it and nothing you say will get him to go do it. And it's like, what's the fear? And I think it's that like, he's afraid that he'll hate himself once he takes a full, good, real look at himself. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just wonder if that's the, the thing holding people back. I don't know. I can't even imagine what <laughs> that there would be just one thing holding people back. That's true. That's true. It's probably thousands of things. Um, <laughs> yeah. But look, whoever's listening to this, if you're finding like, what's wrong with me? Um, and you're not in therapy, that's just a thought. Maybe that could be <laughs> figure out what's wrong with you. And it's not that anything's wrong with any of us, right? It's just like, we're all fine. We're all just doing things the best we can. And we accidentally hurt people, of course. I mean, I've dated people where they felt stronger about me than I did about them. And that sucks having to be the one to be like, mm, I'm dumping you. So it does suck. And and it never feels good to hurt people. And I don't think we intentionally ever do it. But like, no, no but what you did was an act of love too. Cause like, what, what is the alternative? yeah Stay with them forever because you know you feel guilty and don't want to like make them feel bad like that's terrible that would be a horrible thing to do yeah yeah which like at least these fuck boys i've been encountering um they didn't last too too long um but uh you know it's like at the very least they said you're really sweet and kind and I'm just going to end up hurting you. So this needs to end. So it's like, there, I'll give them, a, I'll give them credit. 
for that, for not stringing me along for like ever, right? I don't want to give him credit right now. Actually, I take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that leads me to my next thought, which is like something that I've always struggled with is like, how long do you let something go on? You know, how long do you let, let like a relationship build when you're like, I'm not really sure or you have doubts or, you know, maybe you're not, maybe you're trying to convince yourself that like the, the big sweeping feelings are going to come someday, Mm -hmm. but they're not. And like, maybe the healthy version is or whatever that might be. Like what, 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 what am I, why do what am I feeling? Why am I, why am I feeling this way? <laughs> I know. I, feeling? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think like, I think if I had to comment on that, which I am, I imagine it really, ha- it must, right. It must come from if we are solid in ourselves, meaning that like we w- we can wake up we can look in the mirror, whatever. And we can really just be like, Hey, you, I see you and you deserve all the goodness. You deserve it all. And like that self-love, your tank just feels pretty full, right? Like it doesn't have to be overflowing every day, but like you at least have enough, like you're not talking, you know, negative talk about yourself all the time. You just care enough about yourself. Like I imagine that if we can strengthen that muscle more and more and more, um, then our intuition guides us, right? Like I have definitely felt so lost and confused, but it's because I'm not in tune with myself. And so I'm kind of just waiting for things outside of myself to answer my questions and to like, give me signs and whatever. But like, the truth is, I believe that if we really are like taking that special, time to build up our own self-worth and our own self-love and um then then we'll just know you know what I mean like that deep inner knowing whether something is right or not what are your thoughts on that (laughs) (laughs) no absolutely I think that you're that it's it's something that you have to kind of like build that muscle of, uh, really listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it seems really cliche because you're like, duh, you want to listen to your gut and blah, 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 all these like stupid cliches that everyone knows. But I, you know, thinking back onto the times where I've gotten myself into the worst trouble in dating. And I, I know that, you know, who I'm talking about here. Mm -hmm. I, I, didn't listen to myself. You know, I knew this wasn't going to last, but it felt really good in the Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept trying to like continue the relationship, even though everything else was telling me this person doesn't love you. Yeah. This person doesn't feel the way that you feel about him. And, um, like, you know, despite him telling me. Yeah. So when, you know, you're seeing that there's this disconnect and you're not really doing anything about it, like 
I should have been. I should have been protecting myself. I felt like I was being very emotionally reckless with myself. Yeah. And that is not uh, an act of self-love. Yeah. And like, same with that J guy. It's like every time he, even though like we would break it off because it's like, clearly we want different things. He would poke back around. That's what drives me crazy about fuck boys. Is that like, they'll still poke back around, even though they know that like, your needs aren't lined up and that you'll like, they're going to end up hurting you. Fuck boys still poke around to see if they can get that pee. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what are they, what do they want? Like, yeah. what, what do they think that they're going to get? An orgasm <laughs> that has to be it. Like they just want to come and it's just like, God damn it. I'm not a freaking blow up doll. You know, you already said you don't want to connect with me. Why are you texting me? today like because it's never a text that's like I'm genuinely concerned about how your life is going no it's just like Mary with a bunch of whys afterwards that only means I'm horny (laughs) (laughs) like if if someone sends hi with a bunch of eyes or hey like if there's (laughs) many letters that means their their dick is hard (laughs) so don't trust it um without fail yeah yeah. (laughs) but here's here's what what if what if that is what he's interpreting but what he actually deep down wants is the connection he had with you Right. I know, I know. Unconsciously. Well, right? and that, we we don't we can find other ways to relieve ourselves sexually, I'm sure. Yeah. But why you? You know, why, why me? You? I know. And that's why I gave in and went back like four times to this moron because I thought, ah, he does want connection. He was just confused. And then we would start again. And then it would be the same thing. He would go right back to being like, I I told you, I told you I don't want connection. And then it's like, but you reached back out to me. And then it, you know, it only took me four times to slap myself across the head and say, look, maybe he does want connection. He just has no fucking clue or tools or therapy. (laughs) Like he has no clue how to even go in that direction. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I literally, that guy, I hate that. Like he's fresh in my brain because I just saw him on a dating app. Like I wish I could just like Chinese water torture my brain, him out of there somehow. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you're, (laughs) he's going to be in your brain until you like have no contact with him anymore. Right. Yeah. Scrub him from your life. I know. But until then it's just going to be, I don't know, part of you. And I hate that there's still a little bit of curiosity. That's like, maybe he will come around. Ah, no, nope. I've decided like, I just can't, I can't go down those roads anymore. Like, Oh, I don't know, Joe, but it's not curiosity. It's optimism. It's optimism. It's optimism. Hoping that, yeah. Women are just like very generous people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like are always, and also have been taught to like give men the benefit of the doubt. They don't know better. They, we know them better than they know themselves. Like that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
<laughs> does not well, serve us well in dating because no. it's like you know what we should be taught is like the minute this starts feeling really bad you should walk the fuck away and you know yeah like car bomb everything behind you <laughs> uh yeah it's it's a thing and I, but I do know that like it's all for my learning it's all like you know, I thought, yeah, just sex on the side. Cause I'm married and I have love and I don't need, and then I tried it and it's like, Oh no, this makes me feel not good. Like, and so I wouldn't have known that without experiencing it. But like the confusing part is when they keep coming back around and it's like, but I thought we established that, uh, I'll get hurt. So you, you must be coming around to not hurt me. And then, and then I just get hurt again. So it's just like, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit confused but you know i i have a feeling these dudes who have been like quote unquote hurting me um have not had a drop of therapy in their lives <laughs> just a suspicion of mine <laughs> um oh, yeah yeah so, they probably haven't or at least they have no interest in really like looking at themselves and yeah. figuring out because they don't know that they're they don't really like think that what they're doing is wrong yeah or bad you know yeah god ah well why don't we just i guess it's just i know that it's my job to build myself up whatever however i need to and to not attract that anymore not be attracted to that anymore and and god wish wish me luck everybody's listening <laughs> And I wish everyone else luck because God, it's, I think it's hard for all of us. Yeah, it really is. It's really hard. And I think that, um, you know, kind of getting back to like dating in your twenties and dating in your versus dating in your thirties, it's like, we know ourselves so much better now, Yeah, you know, in your thirties, it's like you kind of, you know, I mean, I'm almost 40. Like I, I know what I want and, um, I know that like that connection isn't going to come from immediate animal attraction, right? Yeah. They're kind of two separate things. Yeah. And I know that because I have, I have had lots of friends and, you know, over time and friendship often takes a while to grow. And, you know, I think that like, if you don't have a big foundation of friendship, then it's really hard to let everything else kind of grow up around you. And yeah. so you're, you know, kind of inherently just putting yourself out there and being like, do you want to be my friend? And then seeing whether something more can grow from that, which is like a cliche and like kind of annoying because of course, like sexual attraction and like sex is such a big part of dating. But like ultimately you have to kind of look at the, the long road. And it takes, you know, I think the thing that I've read is that it takes four months to really get to know somebody. I believe it. And, you know, it, that in and of itself, it's like, well, who am I going to 
invest those four months of talking all the time and you know like for like it to potentially crumble yeah it's like (laughs) you don't want to feel like it's wasting time because obviously nothing is a waste of time but like it's a big it's a big investment (laughs) it is and am I like making the right investments of my time if you think of Mm -hmm. time as you know a commodity too yeah we sometimes I feel like just trashing it all in the bin and being monogamous again (laughs) and that actually that's what I wanted to wrap things up with is like so I know you're looking for your partner in you know your life partner do you see yourself though like in the future hoping to find a partner that wants to maybe explore openness in the future are you kind of like what are your what are you your aims at this point because you've you've done it all I feel like when I met you I was like oh wow she's so open and like you were married and, and you were in an open marriage and I thought that was so cool um but yeah what what do you see yourself here in the in the future for Jill yeah I don't, I don't know that's a good question I mean I think that um my marriage ending it had a huge impact on me. I mean, obviously, and we were together for 13 years. And so when we were together, you know, it was was great. And I'm still friends with him. And, um, and he's one of my best friends, but at the same time, I'm not really sure that I at like, as I've gotten older or maybe in conjunction with the, the marriage ending as it is, um, I am like less inclined to practice ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of thing, it takes a lot of trust and it takes, you know, it was like good for, for me and my husband at the time, because, um, we had already established a lot of trust and, you know, yeah. boundaries around, around that. So we didn't, I think maybe we were monogamous for the first year and a half or two years. And so I am not completely, I'm not completely saying no, I could never be non-monogamous again. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, is that too many double negatives? (laughs) (laughs) I'm following you. So (laughs) I get what you're saying. I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, I'm not, I'm not discounting it entirely. I'm just saying that it, in order to open up a marriage, I would need the foundation of monogamy. And so someone who's out there looking for a non-monogamous situation, I'm not mm going to want that right away. And I'm not going to ask somebody to hold, you know, hold out on their needs because Mm-hmm. this is what I need to feel comfortable and secure, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think like you, you're absolutely right. Building that trust. You can't just, I mean, some people do like just meet each other and, and they want to be non-monogamous right from the get go. But I am definitely the type too, that needs that secure foundation with someone first to know we're not going anywhere. And then, you know, and then I think that's just it. Life happens organically and we never know what's around the corner for us. And, you know, when you do find your partner, you never know what, what you and that partner are going to want to explore together. So I just like the idea that like, 
life is full of so many options for us and we get to choose, you know, and we just get Mm -hmm. to be free little beings who choose what we want to do, whether that's monogamy or or non-monogamy. So, well, good. I'm, that's good to hear. And, you know, as long as I think when we're in relationship with people, as long as needs are being met on both sides, right? That's the most important thing. Like that one person isn't suppressing their needs for the other person or vice versa. Like it's just finding that beautiful balance of compromising sometimes so that you can help meet your partner's needs, but not to the point of sacrificing your own. And it's like an art form, (laughs) love and love and life. They're an art form. Um, And we're all little artists, some of us better than others. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you where are you at right now don't ask me that don't ask me that of non-monogamy no <laughs> I'm editing that out just kidding uh, <laughs> um you know John and I are chilling um I'm gonna see what the organic life offers me you know I'm pretty social I go to things a lot and you know who knows maybe someone will pop up in one of those but I'm not in a hurry I'm not in a hurry to like get hurt again <laughs> so yeah. I think I'm building up my own love tank I'm filling my own love tank right now and spending time with me and trying to feel more precious in my own consciousness to look at myself and feel the way I want a lover to look at me you know like those feelings you want when you're into someone I'm trying to feel that way about myself and then who knows where that's gonna lead me but yeah that's pretty much where I'm at and still open though. So I'm open. If someone falls into my life, like I'll explore with you if it feels right, but I'm not seeking on the apps right now. I'm just trying to like chill out a little bit. The seeking. I mean, I think that that's a good way to put it too, because, you know, I've said this to you before, um, but I have noticed in these last few weeks or so that you have felt a lot more, Mm you know, calm and like grounded. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's how I felt. Like there is an anxiety. That's what we were saying at the beginning. It's like, it's, it's anxiety inducing to be dating. So yeah. And seeking constantly. And seeking. Constantly seeking. Yes, 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 yes. It's definitely been a nice like break, a breath of fresh air. John and I have just been rebonding, which feels really good. And so yeah, that's it. Just going with the flow of things and, and honoring myself. That's the biggest thing is like not honoring my ego who wants attention, you know, honoring me, Mary, sweet, little, precious. And like, and we're all sweet and precious. Okay. But <laughs> well, all right. You I are, mean, you are sweet and precious and I'm glad that you're honoring it. You're sweet and precious too. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think that covers it. I'm so glad that you are on the podcast now. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> you have such a good podcast voice. I'll have to get you back on here again. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing your world with me and these listeners. And um, listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Jill, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Mary. (laughs) Okay.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Faust Lane. If you're a fan of the show, please consider hitting that support button for just 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 a month. <laughs>